Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at We the Patriots USA.org. We are back for part two here with Dr. Derek Sisak of Spinal Solutions Chiropractic Care here in St. Augustine, Florida. I've had a blast sitting down with my chiropractor and trying to impart some of the knowledge on all of you. And um, we're going to talk in this part two about prenatal care, pediatric chiropractic care, and, you know, just work our way up through the, the age range there. And so this is good for parents, for mamas, and just overall uh, you know, insight into this, this part of chiropractic care for everyone listening and in our audience out there. But first, I want to let you guys all know of a special code, Secret 50, for my listeners and We the Patriots USA followers, 50% off, Secret 50, 50% off tickets to our national conference in Boise, June 2nd and 3rd. I will be there emceeing the event along with Dr. Brian Hooker and Abby Johnson, a pro-life advocate, Connor Boyack, the author of The Tuttle Twins, and we've got James O'Keefe, Steve Dace, Jenna Ellis, Dr. Peter McCullough, and Dr. Ryan Cole, and so on and so forth. But I want to remind all of you, if you like this episode or any of the episodes that we are doing here on Faithful Freedom, prayerfully give and donate at wethepatriotsusa.org. Let's dive into our discussion with Dr. Derek Sisek. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Make sure I have that. All right. Yes, we are here with Dr. Derek Sisak, and we want to thank all of our donors who helped make this episode possible. If you're watching us on wethepatriotsusa.org slash faithful-freedom, rumble, bit shoot, bit shoot, and so on and so forth. You see that I am here in his office. So he's got um, his different uh, different instruments and, and things to help show us how you helped me out during my pregnancy. So thanks for joining us for part two. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive into the Webster method, which is what brought me into your office um, almost two years ago now. And I think that it hands down helped me through my pregnancy because I did not have any, you know, barely anything that was uncomfortable or pain. And then it really, I think, helped me with the natural delivery that I was able to have in my home birth. So tell people a little bit about what this Webster method is and how it helps in prenatal. Sure. So basically the Webster technique was designed to allow the most adequate um, space and delivery for a baby basically mm-hmm. um, and it does so by obviously helping people that have pain people that have um, asymmetries that they're dealing with with their with their bodies throughout their pregnancies but it does so in a very um, systematic way 
to make sure that there's no intrauterine constraints. Okay. So we look at six different um, structures when we go through this process, mm -hmm. three of which are bones, I'm sorry, two of which are bones, two are muscles, two are ligaments. Okay. okay? Um, so if you look at the pelvis as we'll just call it a, a ring, mm -hmm. right? Um, that ring needs to be as open as it possibly can throughout the entire process for all humans, really, but especially for a, a um, pregnant woman mm -hmm. that's about to have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's important that that's open. <laughs> yeah, very, very important. And for the baby that's inside, because we want we, we don't want the baby to be breech. We don't want the baby to be in there sideways. Um, we want it to be as seamless and on track with all the appointments as it possibly can be. Yeah, um, that's important for baby positioning is everything um, to really a to um, have your body naturally induce delivery because then baby's in the proper position and then to make a smooth delivery for mom and baby alike. I mean, that's, it's the spark uh, that lights the match for the whole birthing process. Exactly. And as you know, the body is designed, it's a natural physiologic process to deliver a baby. Mm -hmm. If the baby is in the appropriate position, things should really go smoothly. <laughs> yeah, it really should. And in your case, it did, you were able to have a natural home birth, which couple doors down for me, which is really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically the Webster method, we're looking at, uh, it's a balancing act, yeah. right? So what we look at are three components on the front of the body and three components on the back of the, bo the body. Um, one of the most relieving things when a pregnant woman comes in and you ask that you do an examination and you say, hey, you know, it's time to lay on your stomach. They're like, wait, what? I get to lay on my stomach <laughs> and this is, you know, one of the only times that we should when uh -huh. you're pregnant for an extended period of time and you're not there for too long, but we have these really cool pillows cool. that have this nice little dip in the middle of it. So the belly can go right inside of there. And then most chiropractic tables, um, we should have a drop mechanism for like we call a thoracic breakaway that the table should drop down. This pillow just fits in there nice and snug. Um, so most women, when you tell them that you can lay on their stomach, they're really excited about, about that one. It is exciting. Um, so what we're looking at is basically where is the is the pelvis out of alignment? So um, if say you come in, we're looking at the you're on you're on your stomach. First thing I do is a leg check. So I just kind of take both of those legs and I bend the knees and I push those heels up towards the butt region. Yeah. And what you'll find almost always is one side has a lot more resistance. What I mean by that is let's say the right leg um, won't push as far or those more resistance in that right leg compared to the left, where the left heel might touch the butt, the right one might be a few inches away. Mm -hmm. That's a clear indication that we're dealing with a right-sided Webster technique, or listing, I should say. So in that case, we'll say this is the, I'm gonna get my bearing straight, this is the right side, this is the left side. The right side, what will happen is the pelvis will tip, or the sacrum, which is this bone that's right in the middle here, this will tip backwards on that right side. Mm -hmm. So because of that, that creates a cascade of other problems. The sacrum tilts backwards. The sacrum attaches to the piriformis muscle, or I should say the piriformis muscle attaches to the sacrum and then moves down into the ischium of the pelvis right through here. That wasn't right at all. Sorry. The sacrum <laughs> okay. attaches into the um, greater trochanter of the femur. Um, and you're doing a great job if people are listening um, and you're able to find a, you know, a computer or your phone to watch this. He's showing it on his model here and you're doing a good job doing it mirror image. <laughs> you're backwards explaining it, but um, it's, it's interesting. Yep. Um, so the piriformis will attach to the sacrum and into the, the femur. 
Um, that's a very important muscle for anyone. They have sciatica, they have um, just pain kind of in the gluteal region. A lot of time that piriformis can really be a pesky um, problem for, for a lot of people, but especially for pregnant women. So we'll deal with that muscle on that same side. And then we'll deal with a ligament that you don't hear too often. It's called the sacral tuberous ligament. And this one will be on the opposite side. So that again, attaches to the bottom of the sacrum here. And then that is what goes down into the ischium of the, the pelvis right through here. And ligaments are tough. Those suckers, they don't change very easily. They, they really require a lot of work to make an effect with that. But because you women, when they're pregnant, they have the hormone relaxing, pumping through their body. So a lot of times this is the best chance that we have if there was a problem there before to make a lasting result or, la or la a lasting outcome that can affect that ligament, you know, way after the, the delivery. Yeah, which no. that you helped me with. Um, in my left leg, I, you know, had a ligament there that was super tight and loosened up during my pregnancy. And you were able to give me some exercises and, and things to help that muscle in my groin area. Really, that was that was pretty incredible. So you're right. Yeah, glad. I'm glad you had that experience. And then from there, we do our treatments. We do a, a drop table adjustment on this. And drop table adjustment just basically means the table, um, whether it be spring loaded or pneumatic, it pops up and it pops down very gently. Um, that way we don't have to move you on your side. We don't have to move you on your, your back too early. We can kind of accomplish everything right here. We do an adjustment, a drop adjustment on that right um, sacrum. We work on that piriformis muscle by using the leg, using a hand, using an instrument to just help that muscle relax. And then we do a nice light touch on that ligament on the opposite side just to help restore the normal balance of the, the sacrum and the two hip bones on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, that should only take, you know, two minutes or so. So this isn't a, a super long process. Then we would have the patient flip over on their back. And now we're dealing with the anterior muscles or the muscles that are in the front of the spine. So on this side, we're dealing with a right Webster listing. So right side here. Now we're going to be dealing with the psoas muscle, which the psoas muscles for anybody is super, super important. If you've been to a supermarket and you've seen tenderloin before, that's basically what the psoas muscle is. Mm -hmm. And it's the only muscle that we have in our body that crosses the upper part of the body to the lower part. And by upper, I mean the spine and below the, the hip structure, it attaches down into the, the femur. Mm -hmm. Huge muscle, super, super important. And a lot of times people have problems with this when they work from a desk. It's hard. They, they feel like they can't get up from a seated position without grabbing their back. Look at the psoas always. But in this case, the psoas on the same side of the, the Webster listing is almost always the one that's um, impacted. Mm -hmm. the, um, the opposite side will have the round ligament, which only women have those, the mm -hmm. round ligament. And a lot of times they, those can be super, super pesky throughout a pregnancy. They become super rigid, super tense, super inflamed. Um, a lot of inguinal pain for tons of women out mm -hmm. there. Um, I feel really bad for those ones because mm -hmm. you can see them, you know, in the supermarket, you can see them getting up. It's, it looks pretty rough. Um, and then on the same side as the round ligament, we'll have our pubic bones down the bottom here. And the pubic bone will actually migrate upward towards the belly button. So as we're treating for the, for this, um, this listing, will help to release the tension in the psoas muscle on that right side. We would help to put, apply pressure to that round ligament, usually about for either of the ligament procedures, about 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds. Um, and then the last one we would do is the pubic bone. Now, like I said, that pubic bone kind of migrates north 
on that one side. So what we would do, you can use an activator. This is an Arthro stem. This is just a um, spring-loaded instrument that you plug into a wall. I like to use these nice squishy, um, squishy yeah. heads. I've done this to um, my wife Dawn without this and she did not like me very much i use more of a hard one and i immediately realized afterwards i should be using this soft one so basically what you would do is you come right on the top of that pubic bone hit that you know maybe two or three times mm -hmm. maybe a little sensitive because it's areas that most likely have haven't been had any treatment to in their lifetime so a couple little clicks there and that's basically the the webster technique yeah i I mean, I feel like I was in and out of your office in like 15 minutes. Um, and that's with us chatting and, and everything too. It takes, it's very short and, um, you know, it's not painful or anything. It helped me with that round ligament that you're, it kept it loose and it wasn't tight ever. And the pelvic bone, when you did that procedure, it only got tender toward the end of my pregnancy. Um, but, you know, those ligaments are so key for allowing baby to move where baby needs to go. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a testament and I'm a huge supporter after with, I didn't do the Webster technique with my first child and she was a breech baby. And I did the Webster technique with my second child and he was head down and, and ready to go. So that was the main reason why I came in at the beginning was I wanted to make sure baby was going to be an optimal position because my first pregnancy, I didn't have that. So, but there's just so many different ways that, um, it helps women. Yep. And just what you said there, optimal position, that is the main um, outlook for the Webster technique. It's not for women coming in that have this unbelievable round ligament pain or sciatica going down their leg. Really any woman, woman that's pregnant um, and expecting should have this because the goal is to maximize the space intrauterine for the baby. And the baby knows what where it wants to go. It wants to go head down. It wants to be on that left side. It wants to be out of there when the time is right. Um, the problem is, is when we have all these intrauterine constraints, rotation in our pelvis, one-sided hip flexor that's causing way more pressure in there, the baby only has so much space to go. And it ends up in the, the place that it's most comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, and for those that are maybe looking to do this Webster method, when do you recommend starting it during your pregnancy? Um, really, you should start it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely recommend before you're, you're showing or anything like that, just to start you know, with the, the body balance as best as you possibly can. Um, I do have women that come in that are coming in at their eighth month or their seventh month mm -hmm. because they found out that their baby is breech. Um, it just creates more work and more, um, more more stress i guess for for both parties because mm -hmm. you're you know you're on a timeline at this point you're like let's let's get this baby head down which is always great and i'm always up for the challenge mm -hmm. with that and the the moms are are motivated yeah. but way easier how we did it where you're coming in in the you know first or second month and you're just getting steady care and just so everyone knows how it went with taryn and i we started at twice a week i think at the beginning yeah um, about 20 weeks in i think no maybe it was less than that i think it was a little less than that mm -hmm. and we, we did twice a week for a little while just to kind of make sure everything was trending in the right direction mm -hmm. and then we just did weekly i think right we just we i think we came in monday mornings got it out of the way and mm -hmm. um everything worked out amazing yeah it did those women that come in later in their pregnancies do you see a lot of success rate that their babies end up turning? We do. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I don't have many that, that have not 
turned head down. Now I can't say as, as you know, that, yeah. that I, I spin babies or turn babies. You know, all I do is I, I do the best I can to help get the pelvis in a position where there's not constraint on the, the uterus. Um, and then innately those, the babies, you know, most times know where to go. Yeah. But again, at the beginning, definitely recommended more so to give yourself a better chance, better opportunity, hopefully experience less days where you're, you have pain and, and um, all those things. That's great. And again, it's called the Webster method. So if you're not here in St. Augustine, Florida, where Derek and uh, Spinal Solutions are located, you can look up Webster method and what, um, people, what chiropractors in your area utilize that method. Let's continue on through the uh, through the child's life cycle here. So um, I brought in my baby, a newborn baby, right after he was born to get a slight adjustment. Um, he was he he wasn't completely constipated. I know that some babies that's a big issue. You know they've been scrunched up in a little ball in in mama's belly for nine months, and then you know they have to come out into this new world, and a lot of them have have troubles. Um, you know, with their bowel movements. And I know that you have some crazy stories on how you've helped newborns. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the, the easiest one for me to, to discuss is my son. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had treated babies before this with, with torticollis babies that it was torticolosis basically when their neck is kind of stuck to one side. Mm -hmm. um, that's a crazy one when that writes itself and the baby can move, you know, both ways. That's pretty wild. But for my son, um, he was just completely constipated mm -hmm. um, for, you know, we brought him home from the hospital a weekend. He's like, we, Don and I called him little red man because he would just ball up and he'd be like, <laughs> and we're like, oh no. And we actually um, took our son to one of our colleagues, um, Dr. Christina Padilla in Jacksonville, who, who we previously had worked with. And she um, she's fully certified through the ICPA as a pediatric chiropractor. She knows the ins and outs of everything. And if you guys ever um, have a, a baby or infant, you know, toddler who has a bunch of issues and it's very, very specific to um, pediatric, she's the girl. She, she's done all the courses, everything that, you know, everything you can think of. So I actually took our son to Christina because I just wanted to know what I was doing hundred percent with, yeah. with Zakaya. Um, and we took her and she adjusted his, his right hip and we did a little stretch on one side of his body, um, did a couple things with his neck. And like literally that day in the off in, in this room, he explosion. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah. Um, and then that gave me a little bit more confidence cause it is, it's my son, you know, you, sure. you it, it, it's like, oh, I don't want to break it, you know. Uh -huh. um, and that gave me the confidence to just start working with him, you know, every day. And um, one thing that that I noticed for him that I didn't even really think about before, kind of how you alluded to, Taryn, they're scrunched up. They they are scrunched up like crazy in there. And um, I felt like with with a lot of babies, they do not like being on their stomach. No, right? They do not like being on their stomach at all. And as a parent, a lot of times you you, you don't. You don't want to put your baby in pain. You don't want to put your baby in discomfort. So a lot of times it's like, okay, well, we'll just won't put them on their stomach. Mm -hmm. And then they skip the crawling phase and they, that's a huge mile milestone yeah. that, that a lot of babies aren't getting. But in Zakaya's case, um, I noticed a ton of pressure right at the, what we call the thoracolumbar spine, right opposite the belly button, mm -hmm. basically. 
Um, and it was just super, super tight at the beginning. And I used the same, same instrument, you know, just the Arthur stem, two-sided, kind of padded. And I would just use that little clicks, clicks, clicks right at that part of his body. Um, I would take home one of our massage guns with a squishy um, rubber head on it. And I'd put it on the lowest setting. And he would just lay there and he'd be like, <laughs> and he loved it. Um, and I would do that to him, you know, three days a week, four days, sometimes five days a week. And I truly believe that if I wouldn't have done that, mm -hmm. his constipation would have definitely persisted. have been, yeah, it definitely would have persisted. And he went through all the milestones pretty quickly in terms of the physical, mm -hmm. physical things. Um, so now that I've seen it from that side of, of things, a hundred percent, all babies should be evaluated right away to mm -hmm. make sure that there's nothing that's seriously out of position, especially if it's a difficult birth, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a C-section, if the baby's breech, um, if there's a lot of stress and trauma during the pregnancy, um, it's just super, super vital. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And you did a great job. I mean, and for people listening and watching, thinking to themselves, a baby getting adjusted at the chiropractor, you barely even touch them. And it's an adjustment. Like you don't even know that your child's getting adjusted. Really. Exactly. And then inherently the baby wants to be the best that they can. Yeah. Um, and really all we're doing, let's just say for, um, we'll say for the a middle back adjustment, how I typically adjust is I'll just, the baby will lay on their back. A lot of time it's on the mom's, mom's belly, yeah. the baby's face up. And I'll just kind of put my hands underneath the baby's back and just gently with my fingers, just kind of move them up through, put a little pressure on a spot that I feel like is a little bit tighter than the others. And most times the baby just starts to do this little like wiggle. And sometimes you can hear an actual little pop mm -hmm. in there. Sometimes you won't, you don't need to. Yeah. The pop is just air, it's just a release of pressure. But a lot of times they just kind of wiggle just the right way. And that's all that it needs to take care of it. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the neck, which most people chiropractic wise are the most um, apprehensive about, mm -hmm. the pressure that you're applying to an infant is literally the same pressure that you would dent a tomato with. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit of pressure on a tomato is the, the exact same amount of pressure that you're putting on an infant. So it's like you said, you're not even going to know that you're doing anything yeah. other than the baby's laying on, you know, laying down for a period of time. Yeah. When you, when we brought our son in, when you did it, I was like, did you do it? And you're like, I'm done. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then um, a couple minutes later, he also, uh, you know, had a dirty diaper right then and there. But I brought him in, I think a couple weeks later and you evaluated him and you're like, oh, he's good to go. No big deal. So um, it was good to know that he was on track and doing well, because I have seen some parents who um, their kids maybe don't like you, like you alluded to, don't walk right away. And it ends up being because maybe they have a tight hip or something like that. And they think maybe there's something developmentally wrong with their child, but it was actually something like physically that could have been, you know, relieved by just a couple of chiropractic evaluations. Sure, like colic, for example, mm -hmm. you know, colicky babies, everyone's heard of that, seen those. Um, I think they just might be a little uncomfortable, yeah. right? I think they, they, they might have pain in, in a certain part of their spine. They're trying to get themselves upright or they're trying to lay on their stomach to learn those important mechanisms of just crawling and pushing themselves up, but it's uncomfortable. So when you're not comfortable, typically you're a little upset and you're a little fussy. Yeah. So definitely get your kids checked out um, at least at the, be the very beginning. And I recommend, you know, throughout the first couple of months, just a monthly checkups, if even if everything is okay. And then you can back off a little bit until they start, you know, 
falling off couches and running in the walls. <laughs> yeah. And um, just another quick story that I, I think was was really, really cool. Um, six, about six months ago, we had a, a family come in who their baby was, I think, uh, 18 months at the time. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't crawled. He hadn't stood up. He hadn't taken first steps. He hadn't yeah. done any of those things to this point other than just, you know, mom or dad would hold him and he would like stand up for a second. But as soon as they let go, right, right down. Mm-hmm you know, super colicky baby crying, you know, for mom and dad almost at any turn. And um, we did a few adjustments. I think it was two adjustments on him. And the second time that we worked on him, we adjusted the the upper cervical vertebrae. We adjusted his hips. Um, and we got a text that night that he had gone home and he started to pull himself up onto the couch and start to walk around the living room with a smile. Wasn't, wasn't crying anything. So, um, it's pretty profound yeah. sometimes because you're working on, you know, an adjustment for an adult is a lot different than an adjustment for a toddler. Um, and you're just doing these little tiny impulses and, you know, you don't even realize what you're doing sometimes until you get a text or a call saying, Hey, my baby just did this for the first time and we haven't changed anything else. That's, that's an incredible uh, testimony. And that's really cool. Let's talk about uh, pediatric care in general, which can also relate to adult care as well. You know, I came in here because I was having sinus issues. I knew that I always have tightness in my uh, upper shoulders and my neck, and I just had persistent sinus issues. And I'm like, okay, I got to come back in, get adjusted. It was, I think our second uh, time. And in the middle of you adjusting me, I could breathe instantly through my nose. I was like, okay, stop. I can breathe. We're good. And you told me from there you've seen a lot of that uh, success in that in kids and with ear infections and and things like that. So tell parents some ways and people some ways that you can help relieve these things that so many of us, you know, admittedly just go to the doctor or go to the pediatrician to get an antibiotic or something for that you can relieve with chiropractic care. Sure. So just with the adult population, it's usually sinuses, mm-hmm. sinuses, runny eyes, runny nose, allergies, um, yeah. things of that nature. Um, and kids, it's a lot of times it's the earaches, yeah. right? So um, just to, to, with the kids side of it first and the earaches, babies' um, eustachian tubes are much narrower yeah. than, than adults are, and they're much more horizontal. So they don't drain as easily as an adult would. And as they start to grow and develop that, eustachian tube starts to tilt down, which helps the drainage from the canal down into the throat to then be processed and eliminated. Um, but in babies, that that thing is really, really horizontal. So it's one, just more difficult. It's a lot easier for things to get backed up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, with adults, it's the lymphatic system, right? We have all of this congestion and everything in, in our head that needs to drain. Um, but if our lymphatics aren't helping to resolve those, those things and the waste that come along with it, um, there's always, there's going to be congestion, mm-hmm. right? So what we find a lot with, with babies, with adults, with, you know, kind of the things that, that, that Taryn and I dealt with, um, it's the upper part of the neck, the relationship from the skull to the C1 vertebrae to the C2 vertebrae is really where a lot of that congestion happens. Mm-hmm. And C2, I have this model here mm-hmm. or C1. Well, I should say here, this is the, the skull, the very top piece, C1 and C2. The ear is actually right in front of this bone right here called the mastoid process, Okay. right? C1 lives right underneath that, right? So we talked in our last video that if you sleep with your head on the couch in a weird way, 
um, and kids, you know, mm-hmm. they have big heads compared to their bodies, <laughs> yeah. right? So they just fall. Heavy they heads, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. They're falling every five minutes. So that C1 vertebrae is very, very easy to become subluxated, right? Yeah. So that bone just shifts, twists, rotates just that little bit in relation to the head. Now we have a, a blockage somewhere, right? And in some people, it's you know headaches and migraines, but in kids especially, that Houston tube that's already narrower than is than an adult's is. Mm-hmm is now occluded that little bit more. Mm-hmm. So all the fluid that they have in there from the shower or the bath or swimming or whatever it might be gets clogged in there, along with the lymphatics that are trying to drain from the brain down into the into the lymphatic system, into the lymph nodes, into the throat. Wow. Okay. So they're shifted in a way that the drainage is not opened up. Yep. And just like in your case, mm-hmm. what we did the other day, we did a, a series of um, upper cervical adjustments. Um, the one that really sprung it open was when we did a, a pull, basically yeah. an axial pull. Um, Taryn was on her back and I just kind of pulled the skull really in a quick fashion, fashion and you felt that little release right underneath the skull there and instantly. Yeah, instantly but, I could breathe and it, it felt great. I was like, this is awesome. Like, Please stop. <laughs> you, you fixed it. Don't go any further. Um, but I think that's such a relief for parents to know that there's options like that out there for their kids. I mean, I even communicated to you, my brother, um, you know, now he's almost 30. So this was um, several decades ago, but had tubes put in his ears and you see that so often, Um, you know, so often these days, ear, note and throat doctors are quick to do something like that, but maybe they could find, kids could find relief just doing something like this. I think it's the, um, it's important to try it first. Yeah. Right, a very conservative method, very cost effective to, to go and just get your kid adjusted, um, you know, three times, four times, depending on, on how bad that misalignment is. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's within one or two, really. And I was in the, out of the hospital when I was young um, with ear infections. I had tubes in my ears. I had rainbow earplugs that mm-hmm. for some reason my mom d- decided to get for me. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, if you don't fix it, it's years. It's years of frustration. It's, it's high temperatures. It's bacterial infections. It's, it's not fun. And I understand mm-hmm. with parents how it's like, we, you know, we need to go the route that we're told, right? But I hope this helps people understand, like, just go, go to a chiropractor for the ear infection. That's, that's one of the highest success rates, I would say. Um, and we don't get a, a ton of them, you know, but um, the ones that we get are, are usually pretty quickly resolved. That's and so cool. super easy for, for all parties involved. Do you recommend people or parents that are seeking chiropractic care for their children? Do they need to seek out a pediatric chiropractor or uh, can they go to just a general family chiropractor? What do you suggest? I would suggest if there's a a pediatric chiropractor in your area, that's a good place to get integrated in general, just to have, make sure that they're going through all their milestones appropriately. All the reflexes are done appropriately. Um, But, but a general chiropractor can adjust, you know, just as well, you know? So I think in the terms of when would you pick one over the other is basically the the feel. Like if you're, um, you were coming to me um, Mm -hmm. beforehand, I'm experienced with kids, you know, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm a good option for you. Um, but if your kids didn't have, if they had something else that was going on or something lingering, I would most likely refer that out to my friend, Christina, because mm-hmm. um, she deals with kids all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. And we appreciate 
all of this knowledge that you've given us in these two episodes. So if you're listening right now, this is part two with Dr. Derek Sisak. You can listen to part one where we talk about red light therapy. Um, We talk about that red light therapy helping with vaccine injuries and all sorts of general ailments. And then we talk about general chiropractic care. Um, As we wrap up, we want to tell people Spinal Solutions in St. Augustine, Florida. Follow them on social media and on Instagram. Um, Anything else that you want to alert parents to as we wrap up? Like we talked about last time, the biggest thing with people coming to a chiropractor, a lot of times is posture. So phones, make sure at an early age, the kids know how to look at their phones, look at computers, um, make sure you're alerting them when they're in bad postures and, and the means that you feel are necessary to try to implement that, that strategy at a young age. Um, the younger, the, the, the more it will stick. Yeah. Remind us of that app again, you said. Um, posture protector. Posture. posture protector app is a great one. So if you haven't looked into that, it's a, it's a really cool way to keep your head oriented while you're looking on your phone. Awesome. Well, thank you for everything. We'll link in the show description your Instagram, your website, and where people can, can continue to get bits of information from you. If you're, you know, a worldwide or um, nationwide listener to our show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. And remember everyone, if you enjoyed the series of chiropractic care, make sure to head over to we, the Patriots, USA.org and prayerfully support our mission. Um, These series of chiropractic episodes have been so much fun. And so we thank you all for prayerfully contributing to our greater mission of supporting uh, medical freedom and so on.